Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 431, air date November 9th, 2018. A number of people were out at the polls helping out, so we, we know it's awesome. Uh, where is Frank? Frank's on his way, right? Yeah, you Frank, said he had a yeah Frank was out there yeah. since this morning, and when Frank pulled this, here's an interesting story. Frank brought his truck over. According to the rules, you have to be 150 feet away from the polls. Does everyone know that? So wherever the polling's taking place, you can't, for example, have your hat. You can't have a sign um, 150 feet from it. So Frank had his car with his sign on it, which is 500 feet away. And a cop comes over to him and says, "You need. To, we're going to tow your truck. So Frank calls me. And something didn't seem right. And, then, and so I called the town clerk in Andover. And the town clerk said, no, as long as he's beyond 150 feet, that's fine. I had him. And the cop didn't want to get on the phone with me. There's this cop there about to tow Frank's truck. Um, so then I called the, the Andover police. And they said, we've never wanted to tow his truck. So it turns out Jim Lyons, who's the local thug, had told this cop to harass Frank. Huh. Now, the reason I'm giving you that example is our campaign, I could probably do a storybook every day the hell we went through. From day one, when the free speech rally took place, if you remember, we were characterized as Nazis. When we went to the National Organization of Organic Farmers, uh, we had a booth there for $2,500 bought. You know, how many of us showed up, Creepy? Like 50 of us? Ready? And they said, oh, we're not allowing you in because of your racist ads. I thought they said, initially the woman said, you're racist ass. <laughs> so I said, what do you mean you're racist? She means you're racist ads. <laughs> because we had had a thing called Monsanto Hauntus. Okay? <laughs> no, seriously. Anyway, so, but they so this, we're going there talking against vehicles, against Monsanto, and they don't allow us in. Hey, hey, stop. Okay? Um, so they don't allow us in. No. Um, and then we went to the Best Western the day November 11th. We were breaking from from the Republican Party, and we go there, and they wouldn't allow. You remember the trickery thing? Yeah. Uh, and Richard, they wouldn't allow us into the room we had. Uh, I mean, on and on and on. The Boston Globe publishes the three pictures of the three Republican candidates. They don't publish our picture, right? Hmm. Not letting us on the debate stage. At every step of the way, um, every time we go try to collect signatures, I mean, the hell that we go through, getting police phone calls, you can't do signatures here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what I'm trying to say is a fact, the bus, the, the bus. <coughs> people know when we put that sign on the bus, we got a letter from the city of Cambridge saying you have seven days, we're going to charge you $300 per day from the building inspector. So we didn't walk away, we fought. We sued, spent our own money, and we won in federal court, right? And then they tried to keep us off the debate stage. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. Every day was a, a fight. And what we were fighting for, or are fighting for, is not to be in this stupid Democrat electoral process, okay? Because that whole thing, when you really look at it, is completely rigged. And you really have, everyone, I think, really gets this. The people who, who've been on Twitter with us, the, the millions who follow us in Massachusetts as well as outside of the state, they, what we've done with this campaign is people recognize there's the Democrats and Republicans, and then there's the rest of us, what we call dark matter. 
I don't know if you know, 70% of the universe is made up of dark matter, stuff that you don't see. The stuff that we see is a very small percentage. Most of the universe is stuff we do not see. And 60% and of Massachusetts is independent voters, and by 2050 it's going to be 70%. Okay? So basically there's these two little parties over here, and they collude. And what we witnessed in the last 24 months was how these parties colluded. Here you had a guy who's expelled from high school from grand, grand theft, right? Who photoshopped a picture with Trump. We were we showed it. There's three hands in the picture. Hmm. We've been hitting over and over again. He's not the Trump chairperson. Finally, after we exposed the Worcester Telegram, they asked him three days before the campaign. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this. Okay? So where's the truth anymore? So what you see is there's literally a collusion between the Republicans, Democrats, the Globe and the Herald, and they work together. They were so afraid of us that they keep, keep us off the debate stage. In 2010, three candidates were allowed on the debate stage. You know, a Democrat or Republican, a guy called a Kennedy, okay, Joe Kennedy, or George Kennedy, right? And he was polling at less than 1%. In 2014, five candidates in the governor's race were allowed on the debate stage, Democrat, Republican, and three other independent candidates. <laughs> Evan Falchuk polling at 1% and less. Well, according to the UMass, we were polling at 9%, and when the MIT professor came in, he corrected it, it's 20% or more. But they use polls. The, I talked to the guy who creates all the polling software for all the polling, he goes, it's all propaganda. We make up whatever numbers we want. <clears throat> so what people have to wake up and realize is that we're all being controlled, period, and we're all slaves. And that, and so all this stuff that gets created here, that's why I'm watching all this, this Pepsi versus Coke, it's advertising revenue, none of it's real, guys. It's all a farce of manipulating the American public. The fact that I or you were not, it wasn't just me, you weren't allowed on that debate stage. We followed every rule, we got 20,000 signatures, right? People, I mean, a number of people in this room were out in the cold. Narendra got all the, the Sikh temple, you know, people out there. Uh, Richard was out there every day. You know, he left Amy and his daughter, you know? So, we played fair. We worked like every other working American people. And this is what they do. A guy who photoshops a picture, who's not the Trump chair, who's a dope. And we're told we're going to split the vote with him? What well, damn right. We're going to do that because he doesn't deserve it. So what they do is they construct this guilt and shame environment and they bully people into these two morons. And over here is a guy who, whose father came with 75 bucks, went through the public school system, like everyone in this room, busted his butt, got four degrees at MIT, seven companies, everything I own, I have no debt. I, I own, you know, I'm, I live pretty frugally. Anyone who's come to my home, you know? But the, that voice, which is your voice, doesn't get choice on the debate stage. That's a crime. And what we stood up was we played fair, like what America is about. These people are not Americans. They do not play fair. And what we've started in this country, I would say, Trump did his thing. It was like Lexington, but we just did Bunker Hill or more, okay? Because what we've galvanized now is across this country are people who are getting it. Wait a minute, that guy wasn't allowed on the debate stage. What voice do I have? And what did he want to talk about? He wanted to talk about Monsanto. He wanted to talk about the fact we don't have free speech in this country. He wanted to talk about that we could actually lower the cost of healthcare from 10,000 bucks to 7,500. He wanted to talk about 
um, you know, that there's all these other solutions for, you know, medicines, right? And that voice was not allowed on the debate stage. That's my voice. And so we've unleashed something that they cannot stop. So that's what we should all be proud of. So we've already won. The fact that they couldn't mention our name, the fact that Google two days before had to remove my picture. I mean, it goes on and on and on. We could write a movie on this. And it's not conspiracy, it's a directed effort to silence independent movements. Everything in this country always came from independent movements, not this. This is like, I don't wanna say satanic, this is like BS. This is like something that's manufactured and shoved down our throats every two, four years, right? But what we've started is a movement in this country, literally. And they can't, they can't do anything about it. So Alex Jones came here to support us, and what do they do to Alex? I would venture to say that Alex got shut down a lot because of us, because he was influencing seriously a federal election. I mean, we're driving down the highway, people honk, they want magnetic signs. Hey, I saw you on Alex Jones, right? How many of us got that? How many people heard us on Alex Jones? I mean, it's like, you know, it's like at least 30% of the people easily here. So what we're seeing is that the establishment wants to do two things. I, I, if you guys, everyone should get a copy of the book called Future of Email, you can just take it. But I talk about observability and controllability. It's a, it's, a, a, it's a theory and control systems theory. And what it is, is if you want to control a system, first you have to observe it, which means get all the data, and then you want to control it, right? That's what you do with when you're flying an aircraft. You gotta get all the sensors, and then as wind comes, you try to control it. Well, what's happening now is Google and Facebook are observing everything we do. They have every piece of data. The second thing is to control, so they know how to hit you with an ad to make you buy whatever, and you don't even know that's going on anymore. So it's observability and controllability. And what we're headed into is we have carbon robots here, meaning us, and they're gonna make a judgment. Do they want silicon robots or carbon robots? And, and that judgment is probably being made. So the goal is to make drones of people so you can observe and control them. And what we've done is we've said, no, we're not gonna allow you to do that. And if you, I was just doing a calculation with Shayu. You know, we basically had 150K cash, okay? I donated my money in terms of software, it's called in-kind, and they couldn't figure that out. But if you look at how much one point we have right now, we'll see, we should see how this happens. We paid $30,000 for one percentage point. Jeff Deals paid, four times that, and Elizabeth Warren's paid 10 times that. So think about that. For one percentage point in vote, Elizabeth Warren has to have, she, that's why she had to get $11 million, because she, you have to shove this down people's throat. That's how they get people eating crack. Over and over again, eat this, Pepsi and Coke, I mean sugar water, right, think about it. But they've got everyone eating the stuff. So they have to consciously shove stuff down people's throat that they know is unhealthy for them. And they do it with capital, money, and control. We were built on love. You see, the opposite of the opposite of love is not hate. It's actually control. Our campaign, Frank Licata, Uma, you know, my dad, you know, Tom. You go down the list. Everyone in this room. We did it because we came to a conclusion. Hey, what I hear here is what I believe, and I'm going to go out and put up a sign no matter what Jim Lyon says to me, to tell me to remove it, right? I'm gonna stand up for my rights. Now that's powerful. I would argue that one 
person who came to our campaign is equivalent to 10,000 of them easily on any day because it's a conscious, enlightened human being who's driven by love versus someone who's driven by fear. Oh my God, uh, we may split the vote. Split the vote for what? Between Tweedledum and Tweedledumber? Baker? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just total brainwashing. It's like, what are you talking about, split the vote? It's, it's just like, bleh. You know, it's like vomit that comes out of people's mouth. So that's what we've created. I mean, every person in here is a powerful being. That we came here because we have figured out something by ourselves, independently. And that's what they are so fearful of. Because they want to control Savaji as a cluster, as we say in statistics. They want to view him as, oh, he's this group, he's this group, well, that group, I feed them this crap, and I move them over here. This group, I feed them this crap, and I move them over here. Okay, that's what they call big data analytics. Okay, but when you are no longer a group, but you are a black swan, you know, black swans are very rare, but you're a rare human being, it's uncontrollable. And that's what we have. They can't control us. And that's dangerous. So they had to keep us off the debate stage, not mention us, you know, try to malign us, put mug shots of us up. You know, you go down the list over and over and over again. But we got on the ballot, right? We fought back. We exposed the press. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the WHD, the WGBH thing that we did. I don't know if people saw that. If you haven't, you got to see it. So this, it's awesome because even the Boston Globe didn't want to cover us. Look, racism exists in this country, and we have to talk about it. And we started having a deeper discussion over here. The left wants to own racism, which means their form of their form of being not racist is don't wear the headdress, don't use the N word, don't wear the Confederate flag. Then you're blessed. You're not a racist. And over here, the Republicans like Howie Carr and others, right, take advantage of the poor whites in this country. They tell people, don't, you, don't talk about racism. That means you're trying to come up with excuses, right? But the reality is those people at the top are the biggest racist. Me and anyone in this room, everyday people are not racist. We're not racist. They try to define racism over here. Oh, you use that word, therefore you're racist. When they're the biggest racist, because they create race war. And so we've started having a bigger discussion about race. Go look at the entire Twitter, Facebook, etc. We've started having a bigger discussion of what's going on with the food in this country. We've started having a bigger discussion of what is free speech, that we have a solution with the Postal Service, right? Which even Scott Adams and people didn't understand, but that now they do. We started proposing real solutions to real problems, and that's about winning the future for you. We took people down the path of a very powerful mean, only the real Indian can beat the fake Indian. We energize people, man. We got people excited, right? That, that was an invitation to have a discussion. Whether they liked it or not, that's what we did. And no one has done that in this state. It's always been those boring idiots, right? Seriously, go look at when we sat down in front of that car. We got nearly 50,000 views. Okay, they only had 7,000 views on their stupid debate. We made this campaign exciting. And that's what we call, and they try to make it invisible news. Again, we call it dark matter, right? So um, everyone here is an amazing human being, and everyone here came to this campaign because they believed in the fact that there was resonance among what they had come to without being forced that, oh, do this, right? I mean, you had, Narendra, some guy come in your restaurant and screamed at you, right? And all of us dealt with all this guilt and shame. Because the way the establishment work, those in power work, is through a psychological technique known as guilt and shame. 
Yeah. Hmm. The Puritans, remember they used to put, you know, A on people, the scarlet letters, always controlling people from guilt and shame. And so anyone in this campaign went through that journey. And when you go through that journey, you become a human being. You actually become a warrior. And that's what everyone has become. And, and it's not only those people in this room. We have tens of thousands of people like us now in this state. Because they say, shoot, that guy's talking about stuff that I actually believe in. I'm driving down the road. I see Christian Kennedy, right? Pulls over, right? Everyone here came in through very different modes. No one said, oh, join my campaign. I'm going to give you this job, that job. So think about what we've done. It's quite, and nothing like this has occurred. I would say that we have begun a revolution in this country. And it began in Massachusetts. Really. And everyone here is a revolutionary. An American revolutionary. And that's what we need. We need another revolution in this country. And that's what we've started. That's what we've started. This is noise, okay? It's set up to demoralize people. It's set up to manipulate people. It's set up to do all those things that we're not about, right? So you got. we have to always unravel it and look at what it really is. Um, tonight, by the way, on the Indian calendar is a night called Diwali. It's a festival of lights. We started our campaign with Be the Light. It's a very interesting day. It's the most auspicious day on the Indian calendar. And what it's about, Diwali's about is, there's a famous story of Ram, who was known as the most honorable warrior. He was known as he would do anything for anyone else, the most noble, honorable warrior. He was so honorable that his father had had a relationship with another woman, and he was the first son in line to take over his kingdom. But his father had made a promise to another woman, his other consort, that that's the son of that relationship could be the head of the kingdom. Now, Rama did not have to give up his throne, but he did because he had great honor for his father. And after he did that, his brother banished him into the forest for 14 years. And he did, he did, dutifully, he followed through. And then the, the story of the Ramayana, it's a great epic story, whether you believe it or not, but it's a story of this honorable person who suffers all sorts of suffering and overcomes all sorts of hindrances, including his wife being stolen by this evil lord called Ravana. But after 14 years of banishment, uh, uh, Ram finally kills Ravana, evil, the six-headed monster, brings back his family home. So that's what today is. It's a day when good overcomes evil. And you can put it in whatever context you want, but that's what we've done. They don't know what to do with us, guys, because we don't play by their rules. We think on our own. Where's Lewis? Yeah. I mean, this guy was out decentralized. I mean, how many... He got thousands of signs out there. And it wasn't like I was directing him. This was like no political consent, decentralized. Frank Licata, I mean, that guy is a machine. You get 20 Lewises and 20 Frank Licatas, it's game, set, match in Massachusetts. It really is. <laughs> it really is, guys. Because one revolutionary is equivalent to 10,000, 100,000, a million of them. Because that person is driven ultimately by love, period. Not by control, not by capital, not by money, but love, which is the ultimate thing that binds the universe, which I call dark matter, which is the invisible stuff. So they try to make us invisible, right? 
They don't want to come. But you know what? We don't need them. Go look at what we did with that WGBH woman. Here's a an intern who calls us, and it's it's amazing. A 19 year old intern trying to do a hit job on us, which was the hit job was supposed to run yesterday, the day before the campaign, as though we did something wrong in our finances. See, we I'm very frugal, right? I don't want to take people's money if I'm not going to. You know, it's just my nature. Even when I started my companies, I would never take investment money unless I knew I could actually convert it into something. But we donated by law. We, you know, you can value, like I can donate a service or, or, or someone who paints to our company. We can donate that as a service. And by federal law, you have to value that as an in-kind contribution, okay? We donated software. We valued it as market value. So this woman was trying to say, oh, 97% of your funding is in kind. So what? So what? Just because Elizabeth Warren doesn't know how to make a piece of software. And if you look at what we did is we went onto the website. So we brought this woman in. She thought she was going to do a hit job. We taped the whole thing and we videotaped it out. And it makes, it, 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 it's, it's a fascinating epic. One hour. It's like a movie. You can watch yeah. it. It's great. I can't, I we destroy this person's entitlement. A 19-year-old woman thinking she's going to take down a 54-year-old guy who you know worked hard. We expose her. We put her in her place. It's quite harsh. I got that's what these people need. Any earshot from what's that? I got to play it in in front of a of GBH marketing manager, and, and she shit herself. <laughs> well, what's happened is, look, she wanted to look, find out who, 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 she, it was such a bad look, she wanted to go and find out who this person was. Well, well look, what's happened is, there, I think Bob Sullivan, or Pat Sullivan just left, he, he's learning to be a plumber. He says he's got to go to 10 years, and then he gets to be a plumber. That's how you do things. You don't, like, overnight say, I'm an invest, the woman's title is investigative reporter, two years in B. Think about what we're doing to people. They have no value for what it takes to make something, build something, the concept of, oh, someone over there actually knows stuff that I don't. We've eliminated all these concepts of respect, and all of that is, is, is gone. So we are going to set that straight. And in spite of everything they did to us, right, we are here and we've created a movement. And I'm telling you, we've created a revolution. So they may have rigged the election, but we've created a revolution. And it ain't going away. Period. And, and it's the stuff that's invisible, right? It's all the stuff, all the stuff that people do that the voiceless, right? We're gonna give those people a voice because they deserve it. And these people are gonna go into the dustbins of history. Mark my words, this is just the freaking beginning. Amen. Yeah. Right? It's just the beginning because these people are evil people. They're not good human beings. They're not driven by love. They're driven by narcissism, hatred, you know, consumption, capital, control, all the things that have nothing to do with being human. And they want to make us like that, but we're not going to allow it. Right? So, you know, so uh, anyway, let's enjoy. Should I tell them what we're talking about? The dark matter stuff or no? We wait. So, uh, the thing I want to let you know, so I've used the word dark matter, right? So I want to put forward something. Do you know what dark matter is? It's, it's a physics thing. They found out that what you see is what you call um, the apparent universe. 
But the stuff that you do not see that actually holds matter together, it's the stuff in between, it's called dark matter. Okay? It's us. It's the stuff that they don't want to see. So Marky is running, right? Is that the guy? 2020? So we're playing around with the idea that only the darky can defeat Marky. Manifesto. And when I mean darky, it's not color. All of us are darkies here. We're all dark matter, which means dark matters, which means the people on the edges, on the fringes, who you do not see, who they try to make invisible, they're the ones who really matter. That's what this is going to all be about. So just like we did only the real Indian and the fake Indian, we're thinking about it. You know? Because we made the but but the thing is, I wish I had a whiteboard here, but if you can think about if here's so this is how it works. I, I, I'm gonna do a Paris Accords video on this. So here, imagine there's a big blob of here, the voters, right? These represent right on the back? No, no, no. I'll just, I, if you can imagine, so here are a big circle of voters, right? Which represent the 5.5 million potential voters in Massachusetts, that's what they are. So what they do is, and here you are a candidate, right? What is your job? The job is to reach those voters, right? So they have a measure for that called visibility. Voters, visibility. Well, how do you become visible to those voters? Well, three ways that we know of, or they know of. One is you're already a celebrity, Oh, I'm uh, Oprah Winfrey. Okay, everyone knows you, right? 100% visibility. The second is you have a lot of money, like Ross Perot, and you take out a lot of ads, yeah. advertising. Then you get visibility to those voters. So you buy your way into visibility. The third way is you get on their debate stage, right? Which they, so we're not celebrities, a little bit maybe, right? We didn't spend a lot on ads and they didn't allow us on the debate stage, right? So these are the three vehicles that you get visibility. What did we do? They don't, they don't count another factor called, I get back to this issue called individuals doing things out of love. And that means Lewis Schenker putting 500 signs up. They don't expect that. Why does Lewis do it? Because he's motivated by something beyond these three things. This guy comes all the way from Houston, Texas to help us, a gastroenterologist with his family, right? So does Arvin, right? They don't expect that, right? They don't expect the unexpected, and that's human labor. You see, this, these three things here are capital and control of a few set of people, because if you look at the people who own the debate stage, WGBH, Boston Globe, <laughs> they're all people who hang out together. They're quite incestuous. They all go to the same parties, they all hang out. The, the ad people, same people, and the same people who control celebrities. Look, I was with a woman who was a celebrity for three years. They all have golden handcuffs. They're so afraid to say anything political because they're afraid they're going to lose their next gig. And they're all owned by media companies. Mm. But over here is a Lewis Schenker. 13,217. What's that? 13,217 votes. Cool. Her numbers have gone down. What's he saying? This Percentages. dope. Huh? Is he conceding? <laughs> <laughs> we hope so. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying, if you actually work it out, it's about getting visibility, right? So they bank on taking a dope 
like deal and just giving him visibility. So the whole thing is a denominator in the equation. You want to get a lot of visibility. So Elizabeth Warren has visibility, you shove her down people's throat. Well, we've created, even according to their own polls, I mean, we go out, I would say we're at least 70% visibility right now. 50%, definitely 70% on a good day. And that's what you need. But we actually have something more than visibility. We actually have a message, we have people, etc. So all I'm trying to say is we've only begun. Right. Okay? And now we know how to pace ourselves. And um, we, we, we are... Signatures. Sig ah! No, no, but, but I'm saying it's about recognizing that we don't need the media. We don't need them. We attack them all the time. We got on Dan Ray's show, we attacked him. He didn't know what to do. The Boston Globe gave us an article because we attacked them. This woman, we attacked them. We're going to create our own media platform, by the way. We don't need these guys. I don't know if you know, I have a data center right here. We have, it's everything is going to go to 5G. We have this building. We don't need them. Part of this mental brainwashing is to force, oh, did you get in the press? Were you on this show? Were you on, no, we don't need you. We're dark matter. And remember, only a darkie can be defeated. <laughs> <laughs>